Welcome back to another exciting episode of Talking BS. I know it's been a while, so you may have forgotten, but this is still Brandon, and I'm joined by Seth. What's going on? Oh, not a lot. Uh, happy to be back with everybody. Uh, things got a little busy with the Inga school and just some uh, just some crazy times going on, so we never could work out a date, but I'm happy that we're back and get to do another podcast for everyone. Everybody who's been stuck listening to reruns. Just that's, that's that's right. Or they had to they had to get real desperate and listen to the uh, the ESPN podcast or something. So uh, uh, now now we're we're back and better than ever. Loyal to do that. They've been listening to reruns, going back through the entire archive, just hitting up their favorite episodes. But what's going on, man? There's been a ton of stuff that's happened in the sports world over the past few weeks since we've talked. Uh, and uh, I know that there's been a ton of stuff going on, just personal life and stuff like that over the past couple of weeks. So what's been going on? Yeah, my life is uh, it's about to get really crazy because uh, about to have a baby here in uh, less than a month now. But it's it's been it's been a crazy like month uh, for me. Uh, I, I got a new job. I'm now teaching. Uh, I got a new teaching job. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, start, uh being I'm going to be assistant football coach this year. Uh, so, uh, I coached at my previous school, uh, but kind of doing a new sport full time. So I'm really looking forward to that practice is going really well. I really enjoy it so far. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you've heard the podcast, uh, episodes, uh, previous episodes, you know, I'm a huge football fan. So, uh, really looking forward to that, that, uh, continuing, uh, this summer and the fall, uh, like I said, about to have a baby, uh, but, but something that's more, immediate kind of starts you off with a funny story it's not so much funny that sounds good for for me or my wife or i guess even the dogs for that case but this morning uh, i had football practice real early this morning so i got up i got running uh i was i was doing some uh, lifting some weights downstairs in our basement and like i i, I start smelling this like like really s- strong smell i was like man what is that and uh like our house kind of smells like dogs for the most part anyway, just because we have three dogs. Uh, so I can kind of take smells pretty good, but like it smelled like a skunk. I was like, holy crap, there's like a skunk right outside the window. And uh, so like I like try to look out the window. I can't see anything or whatever. And uh, I was going to go outside uh, to like kind of finish up my workout. I was going to run just a little bit outside once uh, like uh, daylight came. And I could see outside and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to be careful that this skunk is, like, not right outside the house where I get sprayed first thing in the morning. Well, anyway, I go outside. I go running. I never see a skunk or whatever. So I I was happy about that. But I come back inside. And as soon as I come back inside, like, I I, I smell this skunk smell again. And so... And, and my wife, like, Magazine, she woke up in the middle of the night, and she, like, she said she could smell it. Like, it smelled so strong that, like, uh, she it woke her up. So, I have no clue what happened. I, I, our guess is right now is that, like, this skunk was out in our yard and something right outside our house, and it somehow uh, got into the house into a the little house. bit. So, like, if you go into certain rooms in our house right now, it's not the whole house, but, like, if you go into certain rooms in our house right now, it smells like a skunk. So, 
uh, we've been trying to like kind of let air out, spray some air pressure yeah. or whatever. So, um, so I would like advise anybody to come over to the uh, Lancaster residence today. So I thought it was a pretty good way to uh, start off our Wednesday morning. So yeah, you need to go to like Sam's Club and buy like an economy size of Febreze and just Febreze the whole place or something. Yeah, Madison said like I left for practice or whatever. And uh, I kind of like she kind of brought it up to me because she was still asleep or still laying in bed. And she's like, you smell that? And I was like, yeah, I smell it, too. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's not a skunk or outside or anything like that. Uh, so, like she said, like she just uh, sprayed it down like crazy. So, yeah, it's going to seep uh, in. Like, it might seep into some of your some clothes. Open, and... let it air out. So, hopefully that kind of goes away pretty soon. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting day, but it's also been like an interesting few weeks uh, for for me and uh, so. But it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I get a little nervous about change, but uh, at the same time, I'm excited. So, what about you? Anything going on, dude? Just working, man. I just uh, we are in the summer, so it's a busy time. Like uh, the girl or. Joby's out of out of school for the summer and then so they have summer camps we've already done one summer camp we're about to do another one next week we've had some friends come in and visit we have a uh or Steph has a good friend that lives in Guam that's been uh hanging out this week and so I've been in my house I've had two two families so our girls have been here and then Steph's friend and her girls have been here so we've had four children and two moms and then me trying to keep the order in this house. So it's, it's been a kind of a wild situation, but I've been fortunate slash unfortunate. I've, I've been working a lot this month, so I've been missing a lot of it, but we've got a lot of excitement coming up at the latter part of the month, both with uh, the new cousin going to be born, but also we got a birthday coming up later this month. And then we're going to, uh, for a birthday present, we got a kind of, we're going to do a family vacation is what we're going to do for our oldest is uh, sixth birthday. So we, we, we've got some excitement. It's like, like I said, summer is a fun time. It's almost similar to like Christmas time. There's so many fun things to do and you're trying to work in as many of them as you can, but you end up feeling like you're just kind of running ragged the entire time. I will say the, one of the new fun things that we're doing this summer, you know, I've, I've been trying to be kind of like our parent, parents, getting uh, my girls involved as in, in many, as in many sporting and, events as, as they can many teams and activities so our new thing this year is swim team and uh, we had our second swim meet yesterday but it was the first one I went to and I had it was really the first time I had a really great appreciation for what our parents did and what all the parents do as far as sitting through events and and different things like that Jovi swam in two events. She swam in the 11th event and the 61st event. And we had to be there at 445 and left at just before nine o'clock. That's how long the swim meet was. Uh, So it was uh, a long night. Um, The two events that Jovi swam in were both 25 meters. Took her about a minute and 15 seconds to do both of them. So for about, you know, four hours of, of my night, I got to see her swim for two minutes. So, uh, that's, that's probably a pretty close, uh, yeah, track meets mom and dad had to sit through and some of the ice skating events that they had to sit through with Lindsay. So greater appreciation of the parent role of 
of sitting there and enjoying that. But again, wouldn't have been anywhere else. And I really tried to enjoy it the best I could because I know that I miss out on a lot of that stuff with the way my work schedule is. So, and Joby had a good time. She did, re- she did really good. And, um, you know, it was a, sp- it, this was something that she's like the youngest girl on the team. And so she took her a lot of encouragement that, to convince her that she could do it. And, but she's done really good for the first two times, been able to swim the whole way. So been yeah, proud of I'm, her. I'm really looking forward to like, like, like that kind of stuff, like, which kind of like sounds like you telling that story kind of sounds miserable like being at a swim meet for like four and a half hours, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like just seeing like your kids do something, just, just like try new things and just, just like, just do stuff that you did when you were a kid or whatever, you know, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to those like little moments where it kind of sounds miserable from the outside, but like if you're there and you're like the parent and it's like, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else type deal. So yeah, like it's, it's one of those things. And I've made this joke before when I'm talking to friends or colleagues that don't have kids, if you just explain the process of having kids, the stuff you have to give up, uh, the expenses, uh, all the extra things, you know, some of the headaches, the lack of sleep, there's so many little things that if you just said it out loud to somebody, you know, the, the obvious response would be like, why would anybody have kids? But like, I'm not exaggerating. Like I, you know, you, you feel like a rush of emotion. Like whenever I saw her, you know, this little, this little bitty thing hop into the pool and swim down there. And even though, you know, I'm not exaggerating in the, in the, by saying that she's, that she is not the strongest of the competitors out there, but just to see her work through that and finish, like you can feel the emotions well up. And it didn't quite bring me to tears or anything like that. But, you know, that, 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 I don't want to say pride because that, that sounds bad, but just that sense of happiness for her to be able to do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a special feeling. And you have so many moments like that. It's not always in sports. Since we talk about sports on this podcast, I'm focusing on that. But there's so many moments, little things that, you know, the first time that you, you, you notice that they're learning a new thing or they, or when they uh, give you like a very sincere hug or, or, or have a sincere conversation with you. There's so many of those little moments that make up for all the sleepless nights and make up for, for having to sit and spend your whole night watching the swim meet. I mean, that those all seem like very minor things. I don't think anybody will ever look back at the end of their life and say, man, I really regretted sitting at that swim meet for four hours. I wish I would have watched reruns of big bang theory all night. You know, that's, you're never going to have that, that person sit back and reflect on their life that way. Yeah, I mean, and just kind of like I'm, I'm not a father yet. Like you know, like I said, you know, I got a little less than a month until little man will be here. But like when, when and I'll make this quick so we can kind of talk sports a little bit. But like I, I feel like once Madison got pregnant, like everything, like people would tell me, be like, "Oh, you just wait. Like you're you're never gonna get to do this again, or you'll never sleep again, or." You'll never like you're not going to be able to exercise as much as you like to, or what? Like, just people were telling me all like this negative stuff, like stuff to be like you know, like almost like discouraging you from like having kids, and it gets you kind of frustrated. And then, like you said, like you, you know, you have to give up some stuff when you're when you become a parent, or you know, like things aren't as easy or whatever. So, like, so I just kept hearing this negative stuff, and, like, it was kind of got me frustrated. I kind of got to the point where somebody was starting to say something. I just kind of rolled my eyes and massive yeah. and, like, kind of laughed because she knew I was getting frustrated about it. 
But then, yeah. like, somebody, like, you would tell me, like, a story of something like Jovi or Piper did or or our sister would tell us a story about what her kids did or something. Just, like, it was a really cool story or it was a funny story of something they did, and it just kind of made me excited. So, just like, kind of yeah. like what you said, you kind of got there, – there's a lot of tough moments, but then those, like, little moments kind of – outweigh all those yeah. all those frustrating well, times or whatever so i mean there's there's a hundred percent truth in the sense that you know like in everybody i mean even if you don't have kids like the seasons of your life kind of change you're always going to there's always going to come a time where you have to kind of reevaluate your priorities and things like that it, it's not necessarily that you know and i'm speaking just from my personal experience it's not necessarily that you know having kids will put a big period final stopping point on on former things that you enjoy doing. You can always, if you're willing to make the time, you can find the time to do that. And then also another important thing is feeling comfortable with taking your kids with you and, and, and making them a part of the things that you enjoy. Uh, you know, and like, kind of like going back to what I've said, I've tried, you know, because I've enjoyed sports, I've tried to take the opportunities to not force that upon them, but try to get them involved and try to, you know, give them the opportunity to, to, to enjoy that and fall in love with, with some of the things that I enjoy doing as well. And then also trying to find ways to take the things that they enjoy and become interested and make that be something that's uh, an important part of my life. Like I know one thing that I was never exposed to growing up and it's something that, you know, it's a sport that I've never been exposed to, but you know, my oldest does it a lot is like, she likes to ride the horses and she does horse competitions and things like that. And again, it's probably never going to be my favorite favorite sport, but I've been able to appreciate some of that just because she appreciates it. Uh, Seth, have you have you put any thought like this? This this isn't exactly what I wanted the topic to be, but since we kind of went down this road a little bit, it's about what type of uh, sports parent that you're going to be, or what kind of sports parent you want to be. Like we've had a you know, we've talked about it some with our parents and the example they've set. And, you know, you're still in sports right now, so you get to have interactions with different parents of athletes. So have you have you put any thought to what kind of sports parent that you want to be? Uh, not really. Like, I want them to try everything. Like, there's obviously certain sports, just me personally, that I like better than other ones. And I think there's sports just by – you know, he's probably not going to be seven foot tall where basketball would be real easy for him. There will be certain sports that will probably come more natural to him, I would think, just based off our family. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as just being like a sports parent, like I, I, I see like all these parents, you know, whether it's at football games, basketball games, you know, Madison coaches basketball. So I see all these different types of parents or, you know, from all these different teams and, you know, high schools and everything. And, you know, I see the same thing with football or whatever sports I'm involved with, that parents are just, like, they take away from the kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, like by either, like, they're yelling so much that it has to be embarrassing to the kids or, you know, it, like, it takes away from the the reason why people are there. And that's to, that's to you know, watch these athletes play and compete and everything. And, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to be one of those parents. Uh, I always tell Madison once, like, Cruz gets old enough to play sports, like, I'm going to be so nervous that I'm going to have to be, like, up in a corner by myself where, like, people can't talk to me and, like, bother me during the game because I'll be so, like, worked up about it, especially if he's, like, 
pretty good when it gets to the point where he's a pretty good athlete like I'll be so nervous that like I'll have to I'll have to be away from people so I kind of joke with her about that uh because like I get nervous just watching like Madison coach so uh, I know I'll be like I'll I'll get super worked up once he starts playing stuff but I just want to be like you know like we said before our parents were so supportive like I I don't want to miss anything like you never know uh, what you'll miss if you just miss like one game or whatever and mm-hmm. you know if I have the opportunity of maybe coaching when he's like younger you know I think that would be cool uh, and then you know if I'm still coaching you know when he gets in the high school level you know I think that would be cool you always hear those uh, like athletes talking about how much it meant that like you know they got to spend that extra time with their dad or whatever you know growing up so uh, I think that would be neat. Uh, I just want to be as supportive as I can, be be there as much as I can. Uh, you know, I always say, and, you know, our dad always said this too, like if he's going to do something, I want him to do it the right way. So not that I'm going to be like super I, – I, I don't want to say like super strict on it or whatever, but I do think like if he wants to play baseball or whatever sport it is, like, I want him to do it the right way. I want him to practice. I want him to know how to play the game so he can so he can get the most out of whatever he's trying to do. Uh, so I, I will make him, make him practice, make him be active, just so he can live live out whatever, whatever talent he may or may not have. Uh, just kind of get the full potential uh, out of it. But I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun to watch him, you know, run around a soccer field or – learn how to dribble a ball or, you know, uh, always tell Madison, like the, the one moment I'm most looking forward to is the, is the time he like brings his little glove into like the kitchen or whatever. And he's like, Hey dad, you want to go play catch or something like that? That'll probably make my life complete right then and there. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I'm just excited about it. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, but it kind of transition to maybe a little sports talk. Um, I was thinking about this uh, this morning driving in to uh, uh, to practice, the football practice this morning. They were talking about it on the radio. And, like, I just kind of – I was thinking about my opinion of it. You said uh, your daughter, your oldest daughter, Jovi, is about to turn six. Mm-hmm. And six years ago, there was something that's very big in sports right now was not going on. And that is the Golden State Warriors dynasty. We got the NBA Finals going on right now. Game six is tomorrow night. Uh, mm-hmm. After, a, a, you know, a pretty exciting game five. I don't think these playoffs have been as great as years past just because, you know, I don't think, like, LeBron's not being it. And he's always, like, a big storyline. And, you know, there's been some injuries and stuff like that. Plus, you know, I, I, I'm the NBA is not my favorite sport by any by by any stretch but something and we talked about this a few podcasts ago uh talked about things that were overrated and underrated and i'm going to tell you something especially after hearing these people talk on the radio this morning just me thinking more about it something that i think is super overrated is the golden state warriors dynasty now if they come back and they win game six they win game seven then I'll change my mind a little bit. But I think that their dynasty, you know, they've got their three titles. They've been to the finals, you know, four times. But as a whole, I I don't know. Like, people are trying to compare them to the Bulls or the Lakers and the 80s or, you know, the Celtics or whoever else. 
I think I can almost make an argument that within the last ten years, there's two there's two teams that I would for sure say that I think could be on a seven game series, uh, and then you know you, there's there's some other teams that you could add in there. I, I want to get your thoughts on this too. Um, like the the Warriors, their first year they won a title. Uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt, and then. Mm-hmm. And, and they still – LeBron and Matthew Dellavedova still took them to six games. And then the second year they won, and then they they had – and they had Durant. They got they get Durant or whatever. And, uh, like, they should have lost that year because they were down 3-2 to the Rockets, and then the Rockets came back. And then, like, they – I don't know if they're – like, lucky's the right word, and you may be able to help me with this. But like I, I just I just think what they're doing is just a little overrated. Like I don't think twenty years from now we're gonna look back and say like that's one of the best dynasties in the NBA or in sports or whatever. Like I think the Miami Heat team with Dwayne Wade and LeBron, I think they would beat the Warriors. Uh, I think your Lakers in like oh nine and two thousand ten, I think they would beat the the Warriors. And you can tell me I'm wrong. I you know I'll, I'll listen to somebody else's opinion about it, but. Uh, and just my opinion, I, I just, I just think their dynasty's a little overrated in my mind. What, what do you think? Um, I think that specifically in sports talk, if you're just kind of like focusing on like the talking heads, everybody's kind of a prisoner of the moment. So everybody, like, I think everyone's knee jerk reaction to any time, any some, any time anything happens, is you'll have one or two responses. Is that it's either they either rate it significantly higher than it should be, or they, they rate it significantly lower than it should be. And then when you're looking at history, you can't, you rarely, very rarely do they tell the story of, of history in the moment. You have to see how it plays out and look back on it. Now, if you're comparing one of the things right now is, is the warriors kind of quote unquote dynasty is still ongoing. So it's, it's unfair to, to those players or that dynasty to really give a definitive ranking until you know, whenever they're done doing uh, their winning and, and, and they look and we have an opportunity to look back on it. Now, I think that sometimes we get lost too much in, uh, in who's absolutely the best and not appreciate just being able to be in that conversation. I think it's a tough discussion and a tough – sell to say that at this point in their run that the Warriors are better than the Bulls of the 90s or the Lakers of the 80s or the Boston Celtics of the 60s and things like that. Um, What I will say is I feel like they're in the conversation. I think that uh, they've done enough to earn that. Um, What I will say is that each time – each time that um, we talk about each one of those different dynasties, and I'm sorry, I, I'm dealing with a, a two-year-old uh, asking questions as well, but each time that we're dealing with any of those dynasties, the game has changed in each era. Uh, one of the things that I think the Warriors don't get enough credit for is how they've kind of changed the game. Everybody's had to adjust to try to play and compete with the Warriors. And I, one of the things that I'm surprised you're not doing this because you're such a LeBron fan and supporter is you know the fact that 
what the LeBron's teams have been able to do against the Warriors, I don't think necessarily diminishes how great the Warriors are, but I think it helps elevate just how great of a player that LeBron's been. But I, you know, I think that, um, I think that they're in there. I think they're in the conversation. I think that they have the opportunity to continue to get better uh, uh, as far as depending on what they do here and what they do over the next couple of years. I think that um, as long as you're in that conversation, that's all you can really hope to be in. I, I do think that we're going to get into the point of if they don't end up breaking the records of the Bulls and the Lakers and things like that, that they're, they're going to – people are going to want to say that they didn't do it as well. But just being in the conversation, I think that's 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 good enough. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Warriors. I'm not a huge Warriors fan, but I'm also not a huge Warriors dis- distractor either. Right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, before we move on – And, again, on I apologize. I, I'm, doing two, I'm doing two things at once here. I had a poopy diaper that apparently could not wait – uh, to get taken care of, so that 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 goes back to what we were talking about before. Uh, in new seasons of life, when you ever you're a, uh, a parent, sometimes certain things take precedence. And right now, poopy diaper took precedence over being able to think thoroughly through the Warriors discussion. But, I mean, if you think well, about well, it, let me let me say have this a, while while you're while you're changing the poopy diaper. Uh, yeah, is I, I think personally, I think the Warriors have won their last title. I don't think they'll beat the Raptors. I think the Raptors will end up, you know, surviving now that, that Durant's out. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'll go ahead and say this, and I know we probably want to talk about the U.S. Open real quick before we uh, we end this, but uh, I, I'll say that I, I would take – I want to get your opinion on this um, – you just tell me yes or no. You don't have to give me an amount of games. Uh, do you think, yes or no, the Miami Heat, LeBron and D-Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, do you think they would beat the Warriors? Um, I say yes. What do you say? I say that I if either if it went either way. I think they were as good. I think they were definitely good enough to beat those teams. I think, they, I think the Warriors – we're definitely we're good enough to beat the Lakers in the 09 and 2010, but I also think that they could lose to those teams. Uh, so I don't think that that the I I would say overall I think the Warriors think so? are better than both those squads, but I wouldn't okay. be surprised. I think yeah, I mean I think their run went longer. Uh, they were more consistently good. Um, the uh, and another thing that I think that helps the Warriors is they've had pretty good teams with pretty good star power that they've had to play both in the conference divisional rounds and in the uh, the finals. So I, I think overall length of time of the reign, the teams they played against, who they've had to beat, uh, I think they definitely could could beat those teams. Now, uh, I think both those teams, a Kobe in their prime. Or Kobe in his prime, LeBron in his prime, both are better than anybody on any yeah, of the Warriors teams. Um, so whenever you have the best player on the court, you have a chance to win the championship for sure. I agree with that. Okay. Um, 
Well, uh, can I can I uh, I know you were going to bring up some US Open. I think we can maybe hold off and maybe try to talk about that. I have one more thing that I wanted to touch on before we I know we have to get off here in a second. And because it was the other big hot topic thing, and I know which way you're going to lean. And I was leaning one way earlier today and then I may have changed my mind. Tell me what your thoughts are on the blowout win by the women in the US Open. The World Cup. Or, the, or not the US Open, the uh World Cup, I, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with um, the score because, like, a lot of people, the casual mm-hmm. fan may look at the score and be like, 13 and nothing, that's, that's a little much. But, again, like, one of the tiebreakers, mm-hmm. like, the main tiebreaker is goal differential. So, I don't have a problem with the score. If you're going to mm-hmm. play a professional tournament, like, you know, you, you, should, you should expect that the other team is going to give you their best game. So I don't have a problem with the score. Right. I did have a little bit of a problem with once we got – because we're the best team in the world, you know, most most of the time. I'd say, you know, 90% of the time we're the, – the women's, the women's team's the best team. We got the, we got the most well-known players, that type of thing. Um, I had more of a problem mm-hmm. once we got up like eight, nine, ten goals, like how they were still kind of like celebrating and – and, like, kind of sliding on the field, that type of thing. Like, I, I had no problem with the score. Like, if it was 23 to nothing, like, I'd still be, I'd still be fine with it because you can't, you can't just, like, not try or not play because that's when I feel like some injuries happen. Uh, like, if you want to take out your starters, go ahead and do that. That's, I, I, I think you should do that. I agree with that. But I still think uh, just out of respect for – the tournament as a whole, the hard work that you put into it, like you should, you should play your best. So if that score is one to nothing, or if yeah. it's thirteen to nothing, I have no problem with it. I have more of a problem with yeah. just kind of, kind of the way they, kind of the way they celebrate some of the goals later on in the game. Like you're, you're clearly the better team, you're the best team in the world. You're playing Thailand. Um, just, just score your goals. And, and go about your business. I, I like kind of kind of saying we say all the time, like act like you've been there before. Yeah. Well, you know, typically my my thought is specifically in professional sports when supposedly the playing field is completely equal. Uh, my thought is is if you don't want somebody, you know, celebrating or running up the score, then stop them. You know, that, that's that's my thought about it typically. But this is a different situation when you're talking about this international competition because the U.S. women's team and Thailand are not on equal playing field. And they're literally on the same playing field, but the amount of training and exposure and talent, that it's it'd be the equivalent of, you know, I'm a, a prep, you know, a private prep high school playing the JV team of a – very small public school or something like that. I don't, I've been trying to think of a good, good, like Oak Hill Academy playing McLean County's JV team right. or something like that. The, 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 the talent level, the preparation, you know, all the advantages are, are all in favor of the one team. Now you want, you can't tell players not to play. I think you said it as far as pulling the starters. Like you want to, you don't want to keep, you know, you want to pull off the dogs a little bit. You, you, you definitely need to pull the starters and let other people play. I heard someone make the comment 
that, you know, some of the, the goals that were scored towards the end were by players that had never had a World Cup moment, never scored a World Cup goal, and this was a dream of theirs for a long time. And to tell them not to celebrate is not a fair thing to do. But, you know, I, I was, you already kind of said the, the quote that I was going to say, you know, as far as act like you've been there before and you expect to go there again. So, like, I, I think the celebration is right. Or the, you know, toning down the celebrations would be the right thing to do just out of respect, even if you are excited. And you can be happy without sliding on the field and, and, and acting a fool. That's part of the reason why I'll never love soccer the way I like, you know, I love other sports is because they do – kind of act ridiculous, you know, scoring. I mean, again, it's one thing to score the game-winning goal, you know, in a big tournament, but to score the 13th goal, I don't know how much celebration you really need for that point. And I was talking about this with Stephanie, of all people. We were having sports talk this morning, and she brought up a, a, a good point saying that, you know, you can't expect players not to play if this is really a big problem then some of the blame needs to fall on the game itself, the tournament itself. You know, going back to say like when we were in Little League, you didn't want to embarrass the other kids if there's like an obviously better team. Right. There was such a thing right. as a mercy rule. So in situations where, where um, you know, that there could be a big talent discrepancy, you know, they kind of took that out of the hands of the coach and the players saying, hey, we're going to protect the, the team, the other players by, you know, once the game is already out of hand. Let's just let it be, you know, and you, you brought up the goal differential and that being part of it. But if you're already up, you know, 10 goals, seven goals or something like that, if you get frustrated that, hey, I didn't get to move on and move forward because my goal differential, you know, I could have had three more goals against Thailand. You know, some of the blame is going to fall on you for losing another game or not playing as well the other game if, if they already gave you a 10 spot on the goal differential. Right, I don't right, want that to be true. an excuse. That's true. Um, yeah. I, another another point, like, um, that I, I was thinking about, like, if, if there's that big of a difference between, like, the top team in the world, which is probably the United States, and, like, one of the bottom teams in the tournament – Mm-hmm. Then, then reduce the number of teams in the tournament where you don't have those that that big of a, a differential. Like, well, you know, don't don't have well, you know UK's basketball team be in the same tournament as Kentucky Wesleyan's just because they're both a basketball team, a college basketball team. So that that would be something yeah. else, maybe that well, in, in, in that is out of the the players' hands. They can't do anything about that. Maybe would would help this not happening four years from now or whatever. So, Well, and any, any type of tournament, unlike, you know, I think they do that in any type of tournament, unlike the, the World Cup and the Olympics are the one exception where they try to open it up where the entire world, you know, has an option to be involved and to shine. And, you know, I, I don't want to take away, you know, we just mentioned how great of a moment, how those girls dreamed of the moment of scoring a goal in the World Cup. You know, they're, those girls from Thailand, you know, they probably also grew up with the dream of of playing in the World Cup as well. And there's, you know, girls in other small countries and, you know, boys for that matter that, you know, dream of, of something. And just because you're, you know, born in an area that, you know, isn't a, a, a powerhouse, you know, you, you still like the idea of them having a shot. Well, they can know, still I mean, have a shot. I mean, every country could have the chance to qualify, but – 
Just don't let. Just yeah. don't allow. That. You know, it's almost don't, like just don't allow as many teams to 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 qualify. They can still go through the qualifying process, but they don't qualify. It's just like kind of making yeah. the NCAA tournament. Like you had that opportunity, but we can't have yeah. two hundred teams in the NCAA tournament where everybody gets in. Yeah, well, they, maybe they could do some sort of thing where maybe they still had the same amount of teams, but maybe you had like a preliminary tournament, almost like the first four in the NCAA tournament. Like, like you do the qualifying, and then you have like say your top sixteen or top thirty-two, which are actually the teams that are competing. They get maybe a buy initially, and then they have like a big kind of an opening tournament or something like that for the last qualifying spots that way these teams still get to play play on the on the grand stage and still have a shot and it's kind of going back to what you're saying just lowering the number of teams but this way you know those teams still get to have an opportunity to go to the big events and to play on the big field under the big lights uh but then then again uh when it comes time to play the meaningful games it's it's good versus good, and we're not seeing this type of thing. Because I mean, nobody, nobody other than the kid that doesn't get to play to scores that that thirteenth goal was enjoying that by the end of it. I mean, there's there's no entertainment right. value in just watching. And, and the bad thing is, team. I think the U.S. women's team plays Sunday again. They play like Chile, yeah, and it will probably be a similar score mm-hmm. from what I've read. And I obviously don't know much about yeah. Chile's. The women's soccer team, but I, I've heard that it could be another yeah. six, seven, eight goal game. So I don't know. So we'll. Well, and and unfor- unfortunately, you know this this is it's a little bit more difficult in the women's game, and I'm not picking on women's sports, but it it tends to happen like this in a lot of women's sports where you have the haves and have-nots, where there's a bigger uh, gap between the very good teams and the very bad teams. And, like, and you can compare that to women's college basketball, you know, in, in different times where you've had these runs by either Tennessee or Connecticut where it seems like they just had all the good players and they were just on a completely different level than the other teams. But it, there's not going to be a perfect – there's not going to be a perfect solution. It's just It was an interesting conversation uh, that I heard about this morning and something that I wanted to touch on. But, man, I, I'm, I'm glad we got it. got another chance to – to talk and to do another podcast. I mean, you know, I, I joke with my wife a lot that I just really enjoy doing this, even if we didn't have, you know, anybody that ever listened to it. I just enjoy having the opportunity to take a little break in the busyness of life, just to kind of chit chat and talk about something that's maybe not as, uh, as important as some of the other stuff that we have to yeah, deal with. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, I've enjoyed like, getting I'm back the on the phone way. with like, you. I really enjoy it. Me and you talk sports just about every time we talk anyway, but it's just fun to kind of get on there and have a platform to, you know, talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's really cool because, like, I'll, like, we don't have millions of listeners, but uh, it's cool because people message me kind of saying, like, hey, you know, when's the next podcast or whatever. And so it's kind of cool to hear that, you know, there's at least a couple of people out there who care what we say. Uh, but before we get off here, real quick, give me your winner of the U.S. Open this weekend. Uh, my heart says Mickelson. I'm gonna pick though Kepka every turn, every major until he decides that's, that's to lose. That's probably it. a solid bet. Uh, my heart says Tiger 
just because I'm still rocking the, the, the masters tiger wave. Um, but my head, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say, <sighs> another good pick would be Rory. I, yeah, Rory's played, played really, really well good all Sunday. year long. And I, and I, I think he's primed to have to win another major soon. Uh, Dustin Johnson, I think, is probably going to win Jordan another major Spieth. soon. I'm going to say Kepka, Spieth. Kep- I'll, I'll say uh, that's. I'm going to say Tiger or Jordan gonna come, Spieth is going to be one of the two. Yeah, Spieth, Spieth is, is is not played as well as of late, uh, or you know, even the last couple of seasons, he's 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 kind of lost some of his form. And uh, but I mean, he he's another one, almost kind of like Kepka. That's you know, whenever the big when the brightest lights come on. He doesn't shy away from the moment, so if he if he's in, in contention, he could definitely win it. But, I would also I like mean, to I, see again, Ricky Fowler the, the win story one that, if he could ever win one. Yeah, I think he eventually will. It's just I, I don't know. I, I have other people. As much as I like Ricky Fowler, and I'd love to see him win one again. If if I if I could cash in some of my good juju as far as sports watching, I would cash it in just to see Phil Mickelson win it, just because he he's been a Again, he may be a terrible person behind the scenes, but I, I've always liked him a lot as just yeah, a spectator yeah. and a fan. Well, it was fun, and uh, but, we'll try to have another episode again soon, and uh, hopefully we'll get back on track where we're doing it every week. Uh, hopefully our schedules will match up where we're able to do that. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Brandon, it's been fun, and uh, – We'll get back with everybody soon. Certainly. Y'all have a great summer and uh, enjoy enjoy the weather. See ya.